0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whoever you are, wherever you're listening, this is a chat about football and I'm Joel. I'd normally be joining my two other friends from Ilford, Robert and Jonathan, but unfortunately they weren't able to make this episode. But fortunately, I have three other special guests for this episode that are more than capable of filling in. This episode is about The Last Dance, the Netflix basketball documentary that has captivated the world right now documenting the exploits of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls during the 1990s. So, in a slight departure from a chat about football, this special episode will be a chat about The Last Dance. Just us talking about what we felt was the best and most pertinent moments from that documentary and just having an all-round debate about basketball, talking about LeBron, talking about... Um, global impact in terms of the brand of Michael Jordan about our favourite moments in the documentary we have all sorts of things in here and it's not a and full disclaimer it isn't a football um, led discussion so it's a departure from the norm so if you want to get to part two and listen to us talk about football and talk about free piece, uh feel more than free. but if you if you like us enjoy the documentary and want to sort of hear what we had to say about it please tune in to this next episode and I please urge you all, if you like what you hear and you like what we have to say in this podcast, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ACAF underscore podcast. That is the same one. I repeat, Instagram and Twitter. Um, follow our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Acast, on On all of our podcast streaming platforms, you name it, will be on there. If not, give us a message and we'll be able to let you know what streaming platforms we're on so we can help you to listen to a chat about football. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, we also have a grand, special, last dance themed opening. But I'll let these guys introduce themselves. So I've got with me Ash.
1: Hi guys, yeah, I'm Ash. Nice to be here, happy to be
0: here. Ah, oh, lovely man! Great to have you on. I've got uh, Tony with me. What's going on? Yes, mate. How you doing, man? I've got um, Abbas with me. Last but not least. How are you
2: doing, people? I'm I'm hungry,
0: but I don't know about <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. If you guys don't know already, these guys are special friends of mine. We've got the privi- We've had the privilege of knowing each other for the past sort of uh, nine months or so. We're part of the Becomes... um It's a long name. I'm going to try shortening it. Becomes <laughs> Diver- diversification of sports media. So. It, says what it, it does what it says on the tin. We're here to uh, provide a new sort of fresh face and fresh image to the sports media. We've got together to through an initiative put, uh, run by the organisation Becomes. It's been a brilliant organisation. If you guys don't know about it already, check it out. And what we're basically doing is that we're all journalists we sort are of trying to make it in the field. So we've all just sort of come together. And during quarantine now, we know that we've we not had much to do. And we we thought, you know what, we will... Um, We'll have a bit of time on our hands. We all love football and I know that everyone's watching The Last Dance right now. So what we're doing, uh, the um, premise of what we're doing right now, we're doing an episode of with our podcast where it's literally going to be us talking about the best football teams that have uh, done three-peats in the same The Bulls and the three-peats from 91 to 93 and 96 to 98, if anyone didn't know already. But that's what we're going to be talking about, the three-peats. But before we get into that, this is this is a little informal section we're gonna do. And it's literally just us talking about how great the last dance was to uh, <laughs> I've t- I've talked enough. Sick. I'm gonna let you guys take you know take it away. Tony, Abbas, I know you guys are bat- massive basketball fans, so take the lead on this one. How good was the last dance? <laughs> Tell me guys, how good was it?
3: Well, okay, so you know what? I'm kind of glad this was one of the bonuses, uh, COVID-19. So, obviously, we got The Last Dance pretty early because it was scheduled to release later. But thanks thanks to ESPN, we got it early. So, um, it was, you know what? I loved it. You know what? It it cemented Jordan's legacy. and It made us realise, like, this guy, he was a killer. And it was nice to, to see what he was like behind the scenes. I liked the way it was done, as in it showed how every single championship led to, like, The Last Dance, if that made sense. So if, if you watch it, I, I definitely go around for people who haven't watched it, go watch it. But, do you know, I don't want to criticise it, but it, it was a bit weird. What
2: that?
3: Like, it it wasn't a doc... I wouldn't class it as a documentary. It was just, like, Michael Jordan just showing us how great he was, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, that, that's literally what it was. It wasn't a documentary at The Last Dance. But then we got yeah. to see... Um, other sides of it we, I love the people that they brought um, on to talk about him and it was nice to see like just Michael Jordan's legacy um, it was just it was just nice to see in general man it was, it was good,
2: like, about the last dance and that it wasn't a documentary if it hasn't been for Michael Jordan though you don't get any of these guys like nobody yeah. really cares about like Steve I'm not saying they weren't good players Is like, <laughs> yeah. like the best second guy probably you'll ever get in the NBA history but guys yeah. like Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, Rodman, all these guys, without Jordan, they're nothing. So I kind of understood why, obviously, he was the main guy of the entire documentary, even though technically it's about the Bulls team. But I thought, like, some of the guys, it made them look re- not really bad. But when you look at someone like Scottie Pippen, the first episode, he's kind of like, look, I'm quitting on you guys on the team. <laughs>
0: like
2: like Dennis Rodman, who everybody yeah. beforehand, kind of, who was a loose cannon, but... He skipped yeah. practice to go to a WWF
0: show.
3: Uh, do you know how I love he that. He was a <laughs> madman. Yeah. And the thing is to follow on what Abbas said, so what is weird is that this is a Jordan documentary. If you guys um if yeah. you guys watch the documentary, the season Jordan left to go play baseball was the season that uh Scottie Pippen had the uh, I don't wanna t- I'm not taking the last shot. Yeah. And um that whole fiasco. Bro, Jordan wasn't playing basketball then there was no need for that to be in a documentary.
2: Oh, it's true, you know. That's and, a good and point.
3: When you, when you actually think about it, there was no need. And if you see, if you guys have um, been seeing, a lot of people have been, like, for instance, Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen have watched the documentary and thinking, you've been making me look like a bad guy. Fair enough, because yeah. first of all, Horace Grant and the whole Jordan Rules book and that whole shenanigan, which is another kind of word. But the whole, the fact that, fair enough, fair enough, we all knew Scottie Pippen done it, Yeah. And he shouldn't have. And, Scottie, and he said he regrets it. But there's no need to put that in the documentary. What does that have to do with the last dance?
2: This is how I and, look at the documentary, though. Go on, go on. I'll let you finish. And then I'll say my
3: best. And I was just saying, like, fair enough. If Jordan was on the team and, let's say, Jordan took that last shot. But Jordan wasn't even playing basketball. He was not in the NBA during that time. <laughs> so what's the point of putting the documentary? It's just making Scotty look bad and yourself make, making yourself look great. But obviously...
2: Timeline like, still. Can't what it's done, it's still a timeline. So you kind yeah. of put in them years where he's out playing baseball to see how the team was. So when he comes back, they then win three in a row. So I think that's why they had to kind of put that in, and also brings context. So he leaves when his dad dies, so yeah. all brings the context to it. But it does make these guys look worse than they probably actually were. But at the same time, like Jordan's kind of out there, just says it like I'm this guy, and without me, you're kind of yeah. nothing. And it kind of was true I mean It made quite a lot of people Even like the owner And stuff like that It makes them all look pretty Kind of shady And stuff like that Even at the ending With Phil Jackson When they kind of say to him Like look We'll give you another contract For another year and he,
0: Yeah yeah,
2: It does It makes it look like Okay obviously At the end of the I don't know I'm guessing Jordan Obviously had a final say In what, what goes out But you know like this kind of, I think, for someone like me, obviously, I knew Jordan's the goat, but when they say, like, oh, LeBron's not close, whatever, when you watch this, you realise what all these older NBA heads really mean, like Jordan was. Yeah. There's another level to what Jordan was. Yeah,
0: this is what I was going to ask myself, right? I was going to ask this. Like, I'm not um, a profound basketball fan, but I'm a general sort of sports fan, but I can appreciate the impact that Jordan has on his uh, team as a basketball. But do you, do you feel that in NBA history... Um, there's ever been a one player that has been so pivotal to the team's sort of success that if they were to take that player at the team, they would not reach the level of winning an NBA final, for example. the only player that comes to mind that I can feel that sort of drove his team on uh, to the, the playoffs was um, like Russell Westbrook had that season that comes to mind, the one with OKC. He yeah. you know, it was like the season's MVP, but he couldn't lead them to like, the title, obviously, because the team wasn't good enough, but I think jo- Jordan with how good he was, obviously he didn't do it alone, mm. but him himself drove that team. But do you feel like there's ever been a presence in the NBA that can have that same impact on the team to really galvanise the team and drive them forward? Because they won every single one of his rings. Uh, the Bulls won every single one of their rings with Jordan in the team. Do you know what I mean? And the moment they had the chance to win it without him, they didn't do it. So
3: There's, mm. there's one man I can think of, and um, he is 6'9". He weighs around 250 pounds, and he was born in the <laughs> of 1984 in Akron, Ohio. And his well, LeBron, name is LeBron James.
2: I do feel really. Support, but, like, yeah, I, I can see LeBron, LeBron, that's why Le,
3: LeBron James yeah. to eight straight finals. Yeah, it's absurd. It's actually absurd. LeBron, <laughs> bear in mind, like, for basketball, is a, it's it's the team game. You can't have someone who's great and not have at least some decent people around them. They won't get that. But 2018, like, t- t- the 2018 playoffs just shows that LeBron had no one, and he still took it to the finals. But that that was by himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, I'm sorry, he wasn't with, ever, like, Larry Nance and all them and Jordan Clarkson, nah, man, that was by oh. himself. Fair enough, he didn't win. Sorry, gone.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, that's the year Kyrie left, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: no Kyrie, yeah. and he's still, he's still done bits. So, yeah. LeBron's the only person I can think of.
2: I, I'd say uh, LeBron as well. I'd say probably him only. I don't know, you know. I think... If I looked at someone like Kevin Durant, maybe, maybe, but, yeah, maybe. But you know the thing. What you said, Joel, there about Jordan. The thing is, he only really won because he had Scottie Pippen next to him. Before that, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't winning. He
3: was getting knocked out in the first round. The first round, which LeBron has never done. But um, I don't want to push that agenda he, there.
2: He was <laughs> as invincible as they made it sound to be. They just, yeah, they, they kind of crack. They kind of pay over the cracks where Scottie Pippen's introduced. And the fact that with him, they never win seven games in a finals. But take Scotty Pippen out, I don't think Jordan wins. He might win three, if that, on Championship-wise, because he was struggling before. So I think... But the
3: thing is...
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, go on, mate. Oh, go on, Ash, go. I, think, I think what you have to look at with Jordan, if you're talking about the teammates, I mean, I saw all the criticism about him being a bully and being harsh on his teammates. But I don't think that anyone can, can, can deny that every single member of that squad got better because Jordan was there. You know, yeah. that sort of bullying presence, you can call it that. But really, he was the best in the world and he wasn't going to let anyone else fall below his standard. And without, like you say, without Pippin, he wouldn't be the same player. That's definitely true. But there's nothing to say that his de- training with him, someone with that determination, he couldn't have created another Scotty Pippin, or at least someone who could have supported him to another few championships.
2: No, I don't deny that, to be fair. You are right. But I just think if you look at, like don't get me wrong, Jordan will always be the best. But what Tony says about LeBron James, like if you saw the two, I want to say two thousand seven eight squad where he oh, went against San Antonio, that was an awful <laughs> team. And he that was got, an awful team. He got them to the finals. Like
3: yeah.
2: even I don't think. Jordan, that
3: was how was LeBron twenty one then?
2: Yeah, he was young, and even when he was... comes to MVP votings and stuff like. LeBron James minus his rookie season always was in the top ten. Always. But, but I've
0: asked, like, i I agree with everything you're saying, right? I, I do because I feel like from a basketball standpoint, LeBron. LeBron. If you're a basketball purist, you can appreciate sort of how great that man is and how great, from example, he can have a, a impact on that. But this is the one thing I'd sort of feel that like adds to Jordan' greatness. It's a bit unfair to sort of throw, the, throw this into the mix, but. It was, a, it was an episode in the series. After me. Jordan's commercial presence, right? Yeah his, yeah, his His presence and standing as a sports athlete, not just a basketball athlete. Um, I, I was debating this of, uh, in my head um, literally before we were going to go on air, on air with this, right? With Jordan, the reason why uh, I think Jordan is ranked above um, any other player in the NBA, he had supreme talent, of course, but the brand of Jordan, right? made him the most marketable athlete in the world, in his pump, and to this day, right, his name, like, for, for some reason, for for some God's uh, um, given reason, right, his name, for example, says more chills down the spine of anyone that sort of thinks about sport than to the mm. casual sports observer than it would LeBron, it. So do you feel that sort of adds to Jordan Greatness, for example, that, that even that Nike, Air Jordan stuff, like the whole mark, the whole brand, do you feel like, Jordan's, like the beneficiary of that in terms of his basketball legacy, or do you feel like his basketball legacy speaks on its own? It's just the market and stuff that adds to it.
3: It's a bit of both, really, because at the end of the day, he's six and oh in the finals. Wow. He's yeah. never lost he can say he's never lost the final. So on on the court, his legacy is crazy. And then the brand of jordan bro you have girls that wear jordan that have no idea exactly i
0: was
3: uh, I was at uni i was seeing girls in jordan jerseys and wearing jordan they, they, they're not, not going to know they're not going to know who michael jordan is but they to know name, the ask brand to
0: name his teammates ask them to ask them to name these teammates they go blank but ask them to name his shoes <laughs> <cheese, laughs> you
2: know about the brand though? that's how iconic it is like the Jordan yeah. Yeah. came in 1985, and they're still like I'm still queuing up paying resale for
3: Jordan. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, it's not,
2: so true, like, His brand's just on another level. Like nobody compete with that. Yeah. And even as a basketball player, like I think his competition was definitely harder or stiffer. I guess back in them days, like
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's another argument. I agree. Abbas. That's another yeah. argument I was about to make as well. Does it make it better because he was able to achieve all that he achieved with? Uh, Magic in the background with Larry Bird in the background with Drexler mm-hmm. with Barkley with with um, even later on with Karl Malone as well. All the, like Reggie Miller. These guys are Hall of Famers. Like the Dream Team of '92 ha- and and Stockton. Oh. Let's not forget Stockton. They had like you know a step of talent, and Jordan has to come against that week in week out in the NBA, for example, right? But LeBron Whoa. is he is he faced with that same? Challenge. Yes. 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 He's faced with more.
3: Let me. Let me. Let, like, I don't want to ruin Jordan. Go on.
2: Go on. No, you go first.
3: I don't want to ruin Jordan's legacy. But in the yeah. finals, Jordan only went. Jordan only went against two. He only went against two Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. In Stockton and Malone. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Nowadays in the NBA, you you you're in the, especially in the West. You're going up against three. LeBron beat supposedly. Well, put it this way, 2016, they beat Golden State Warriors. Beat chicago's record they beat yeah. the 72 and 10 record what, and they really? got 73 and 9 yeah wow. so the record right that. now is the golden state is 73 and 9 yeah and lebron came from 3-1 down something that's never happened in nba history 3-1 oh, down yeah. in the finals and won that series um, lebron look, has to go against steph curry the two of the greatest shooters of all time right now is in steph curry and clay
0: okay, yeah. and with
3: draymond green that's three that's that's potentially three hall of famers right there
0: yeah
3: so fair enough um it happens in any sport. Level of composition just grows as sports develops. That's, that's just life. Like, I'm not going to disrespect any of the legends because they're legends. Don't get it twisted. He um, had to go against Stockton, Malone, Barkley, Reggie Miller. Yeah, he, he went against them. But back in the day, you only had like one or maybe two Hall of Famers in a team. Yeah. Nowadays, you have, you have super teams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, like, you have people that have potentially three, four Hall of Famers or like, it's crazy now nowadays, so... Is, though, yeah. I feel
2: like LeBron and Jordan, like, like you said, because Jordan never lost in the finals, they like, always going to be on LeBron. Like, he could turn around and, like, Kobe get five rings, but they'll look at him and say, well, we still, he's still not going to be better than Jordan because he's got six losses, but he, yeah. like, I don't agree. I mean, I understand that, but, like, if someone was to then turn around and say to me, like, Paul Pierce did, he goes, "Jordan, like, LeBron's not a top five fan. LeBron is top three, like, ever. Wow.
3: And this is coming from... Don't to no listen to Paul The Brundt, the the Don't listen to
2: Paul I can see why Jordan, number one now. Looking back at it, yeah. I, mean, like, I used to always think the same. Like, how, why is this guy so, like, with the older generation, why do everybody love him? Then you see certain comebacks he makes. I think it was against the Knicks, the 2-0 down. He wins oh, four, yeah, great. And you're just thinking, yeah, this is going to happen. When they played Phoenix... They're 3-1 up, it goes 3-2, and he goes, look, put on one suit, we're only going to win one game. And then they go they go to Phoenix, I think there is, and they go win that game. So, like, I can see why Jordan is the best ever. But at the same time, like, the competition is completely different. I think a lot of players yeah. are more athletic nowadays. There's way more focus on stuff like diet and stuff like that. Now, yeah. nutrition and that scientific element, whereas back in the day, you were just fighting a lot more. So I think that it's hard to balance it out, but... I wouldn't ever discredit LeBron's competition compared to Jordan. I just think Jordan had a bit less super teams, like Tony said, and the game just fitted with Jordan a lot better than it is right now with LeBron.
1: But it depends what we're talking about, really. Are you saying that who is the greatest basketball player ever? Or are you talking about pure skill set? Because it's a different thing. In terms of greatness, you can't deny it, um, you know, uh, Jordan, because of the, as you say, the brand, the shoes, everyone around the world just loves him. You know, be like Mike. LeBron doesn't have that. In a, in a purely skill set-based thing, yeah, there, there can obviously be an argument, but as Tony says, the game changes, the game moves on, people get better, people learn how to play better. It's the same in football. But in terms of greatness, in terms of legacy, I don't think anyone can debate that. It's like Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer of all time. But when you look, you know, getting the nitty-gritty in terms of technique, in terms of skill, you know, there's an argument for people like Floyd Mayweather, who have much less legacy in that regard. It depends what we're talking about, really.
0: I can't add. I just think really, I'd love to sort of add that weight in basketball opinion. I can't do that right now. So just bear, just bear with me and just say that. I'm not Neither, even, I'm, man. I
1: have no I'm idea. Taking this in, I'm
0: taking this in thinking, you know, this is brilliant. But um, just to sort of um, draw this to sort of um, a close, because I know we've got part two of this going on. And this has been fantastic. I've got two points for me, two quick points. Number one, right? What, what, what we've seen with Jordan in that documentary, right? And his face sort of, mentality to sort of be the best and his sort of like, his, his self-drive and his self sort of worth to look at himself feel like, you know what, I am the best and I'm going to prove I'm the best every single day, right? Did you really think, yeah, with that sort of personality, right, that he was going to let anyone else have the limelight or spotlight in the documentary apart from him? <laughs> if he's no. done that for the team, right, is- and he's done, he has that much of a uh, impact in production and value yeah, is he really going to be a team play out. I know that he, he, he portrays himself to be in, that, in the documentary, right? But when I heard about how Jordan sort of been managing the the brand or managing sort of the documentary, the production of it, how it's sort of been favoured highly into his side here, it doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. Hmm. I don't know why it doesn't surprise. I look at it, I feel like, yeah, I'll do the exact same. If I'm the best player, yeah, I'm doing you know what I mean? It's my it's my documentary it's not the last time should be called MJ's last time but he thought yeah he's not going to the piss that's going to shoot that's my thinking on it anyway I'd do the exact same thing but look everyone
1: talks about the negative portrayal but look I'm, I'm coming from a point of having very little knowledge I've watched a handful of basketball games in my life when I watched that documentary and I saw Pippin come out and say he's outraged at the way he was presented what I saw what my thoughts from Pippin was wow what a player. You know, this guy is the second man. I didn't see any I mean, look, he had a moment, he quit, like maybe twice, whatever. But that doesn't define him. And in that last episode, they put such an emphasis on the fact that Pippin fighting through his injury was like pivotal to them winning that game six. I think I think there was a lot of respect to each player in that process.
2: No, I kinda I kinda understand that, you know, like if you go to the first episode, they made him look really bad. That final episode, he's got that back injury.
0: Redemption, yeah,
2: yeah, I kind of understand your point from there. You know, I'm not gonna like, I never thought of that, but yeah, that storyline
1: right? it's like a movie, the redemption arc, you know, they, oh, they need to keep oh, it yeah,
0: getting man. interesting. He's got it, that's, he's, that's, he's it's got, cinema. It. Yeah. got it, yeah, that's so it. It's that it's that Jamaic aspect. It, it feels like you shouldn't know what's going to happen next, even though you do. If you're a exactly. fan, right, you know exactly. that that Jordan misses that shot, the one that uh, but, um, bubbles on the rim, uh, on inches and it bounces out. We know that's going to happen. But for someone that hasn't watched basketball before, or someone that has watched basketball and knows that they're going to win the series, but you still still look at that moment, your heart drops. I don't know why. Mm. It just does. I think that's the beat of the documentary, to make you feel emotional and feel emotionally invested in everything. I think uh, if 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 I can sort of want to sum this up, right, Um, just sort of move this on, I'm going to pick my favourite moment. I want you guys to pick your own, and then we can end it on there. But my Mm. favourite aspect of the documentary is personally because the different personal stories they explore. I think one of my favourites was Steve Kerr. I think the way that they explored his story, talked about his, his father, talked about how he knew that he wasn't necessarily the main player, but how he was able to use what he had and use the fact that Jordan trusted him in that moment to come good for the team. And you see how much of an impact yeah. that had him on him when he won that 97 championship. When he was on that parade, he saw those faces that, that were chanting his name. And, to, 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 to joke about it and to say, you know what, Jordan, uh, Jordan said he needed me. so I did, that to, to show that he was a part of the team, even initially after being bullied by know I mean, he got punched in the face by Jordan and Jordan's going to him. I think that storytelling, that narrative, it, for me, it, it, it just makes it so much more sweeter to feel like, you know what, it really is a team game. It's is a Bulls team that every single person has their part to play. And it felt like a, a dynasty that wasn't only MJ's, but every single person had their part to play. It's not a biggest part of the end, but someone did. And that's what I like to sort of experience. Well,
2: yeah, for me, I'm thinking literally what you said about the Steve Kerr thing, because it brought that human side to Jordan that everybody doesn't sometimes think about, because obviously both of them had like their fathers dying and stuff. And then it looks at how, where Jordan's just like, look, you're going to have that shot. I'm still trusting you and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty cool what they did, considering like, I think when you look at people like, even like some like Corby or something like that, people that are like killers and like proper winners, they always have that mentality that it's just, you follow me and we're going to take control of this. Whereas I think this showed a bit of a human side to Steve Kerr. I mean, not to Jordan. I think that was like one of the best things that could have probably happened in the documentary (laughs) for Jordan.
0: Yeah. Ash, Tony, any thoughts, any (laughs) favourites?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, oh, sorry, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, calm, calm. But for me, it was that that two minutes, which I've seen all over Twitter since. It was that two minutes where he's talking about what it means to win. And it was at the end of that episode where they talked about him bullying everyone. And he talked about how he wasn't going to let anyone tarnish his legacy. But at the very end, you know, he, he said, time out. I need to, I'm going to get a bit wobbly, get another crying yeah. Jordan meme all over the place. Because it summed everything up in just two minutes yeah. from the first minute of how he was the ultimate winner. But the fact, he was not a monster. The guy was not a monster. He was a monster on the court, but he wasn't a monster behind it. And I think that was just a perfect summary of the entire documentary. Um,
3: um, my favourite moment was actually, if for basketball fans, everyone knows the flu game, right? Yeah. So game game five in the... So it's known um infamously as the flu game but now looking at it before this documentary it wasn't food flu it was food poisoning <laughs> which is crazy like the fact that this man went had food poisoning in a finals game at utah and still dropped like 38 points is crazy <laughs> with food poisoning like everyone thought it was flu like I, like if i have a cold i might still if you like, <laughs> like if, if, if you have a cold like if you have a cold you'll love to play you'll love the sport you play but food poisoning that's like he different level, he wasn't bro. gonna let like, it's different level like you you never yeah. you never get anything like that so you you have to respect you have to respect it so we we can't go with yeah. the flu game anymore it's now the food, food poisoning but, but so GP,
0: still made so, it yeah. yeah but yeah guys I I could talk about this for years like I mean I I think there's even things I haven't mentioned I think one of my other favorites was Space Jam game where he was getting <laughs> even during his filming to get the the set to get the the physical training yeah. thing in the regimen in. And to work and to to study every single NBA player that he had at his disposal. There, he wasn't just treating it as like a little like play around. He was he was studying every single player, which is why they went on that seventy two ten season. I think that was personally, because of that, because he looked at that team, and said, "You know what? I'm working hard. I'm pushing myself, but I'm studying every single one of you, man. When well, you man have having fun and laughing, I'm studying you, man. I'm looking mm-hmm. at what you guys are doing." But oh uh, uh, gosh, sorry to go. I don't. I didn't want to sort of take the last point, but I feel like. I'm gonna be that MJ guy. <laughs> take over, sorry, but um, taking the last
2: shot and
1: everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair play. Host If you
0: don't like the way I do this podcast, don't be on a podcast. Of <laughs> I got now. Break, break. <laughs> um, long story short, yeah, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. This is part one of the podcast, guys. I know this is a chat about football. We just thought we'd take a little detour and explore the documentary in full. If you like what you hear, um, and you came in for football chat, you like the basketball chat. Um just keep give us a follow um on Twitter on Instagram at ACAF at underscore podcast um, I'll let, I'll let you, these guys sort of put their handles in you guys shout out your handles wherever you can Twitter Instagram and we'll go from there we'll record part two straight after this so Tony Abbas Ash come on shout your t- handles you let everyone know where they can follow you, you can get at you yeah
3: um,
2: go
0: go Tony
3: <laughs> oh uh, at Tony FOK T-O-N-I-A-F-O-K-E on Twitter and stuff <laughs>
2: Right, uh, follow me on uh, Twitter, Abbas Yunus underscore 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 A-double-B-A-S-Y-O-U-N-E-S. Yeah, I'm the guy with the face mask on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, follow me on Twitter, Camyab C A M Y A B M M A For all your MMA needs, that's all I can say.
0: There you have it, guys. There you have it. Not not much simpler than that, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the chat about football. We've got part two coming up. And it will be a good one, so stay tuned. We're coming back soon.